I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Watch Less, Complex's podcast about movie and TV culture. As always, it's Cal, deputy editor of pop culture here at Complex. To the right of me, as always, senior editor Fraser Tharp. Yes, sir. Special edition of the podcast, special episode of the podcast. Great guest this week. Yes, sir. Lil Rel. Lil Rel Howery. You've seen him everywhere. I feel like the la- since Get Out. Uh, fun fact, I remember actually bumping into him at the Get Out screening. I went to, I went to an early preview of the movie at the Crosby. Flex. You know that cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they always have the reception after because it has that huge room. Word. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's possible I saw him somewhere else, but obviously that's where he made, like, a huge impression. Yeah, no, he was, I mean, he as a comedian, he was known, especially in Chicago. I think he was opening for, for Hannibal Burris for a bit. Right. But the world discovered him as, like, your favorite TSA agent. Yeah, so I do remember bumping into him in mm-hmm. the reception. Of course, everyone was crowding around Jordan Peele and... Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Hulk, I don't know if Danny Kaluuya was there, but uh, hope so. Shorty from Girls was there. Word, word. So everyone was crowding around them. I bumped into Lil Rel. I was like, yo, dog, you killed it. <laughs> and he was still in that, you know, kind of uh, transition phase where it's like, you know, like, he's about to blow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, so he's it, just lurking around there just regular, you know? It's 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 a beautiful thing to see somebody who's, and, and he's in no disrespect, but, you know, coming into the game as like a whole adult is different than somebody who's been trained into this Hollywood world for a minute. So it's a beautiful thing to see him go from that to doing Uncle Drew. He's had, like, he's had cameos in Tag. He's had cameos in a lot of things. Shouts out to him being on uh, the Carmichael show. Uh, but this is a different animal. Yeah. You know, uh, we don't get too many, like, black love stories these days. Shout out to the photograph. Shouts out to the photograph. Out in theaters Friday, Valentine's Day. So we had to get rel in the office to talk that he recently had a special on hbo he had a whole sitcom like this man's been doing shit facts and yeah we have to shout out uh carissa actually carissa might be gerard rel hive more than anyone else (laughs) because obviously i'd always known about the carmichael show Mm -hmm. but i remember uh carissa would always have it on yeah and at a certain point she stopped like waiting for me to fuck with it and just tore through the whole series on Hulu Word. where I had to double back. Word. Then off the strength of that, she fucked with Rel mm-hmm. and she was watching that and I saw a lot of episodes from her. And then uh, one day last year I was doing work. I want to say I might have been writing the gems piece. So I was like really in the zone. Damn. So I had like the headphones on with the noise canceling on. Word. And then even with the, the fucking noise canceling turned on, I just hear her laughing through the headphones. So I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? Like, what is so funny? <laughs> yeah. And it was real special. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. All right. I got to check this out if it's like that. Yeah. No, uh, live from Crenshaw, directed by Gerard Carmichael, shot in a high school gym. Be- it's be- like the be- it was shot on film. Well, I didn't know Gerard directed it until I saw the credits. Oh, okay. And then okay. I was like, oh, of course. It, it made me well, like, damn, the, the, it re- shots is crazy. It reminded me of uh, Gerard's last special on HBO 8. Well, that was real. I still haven't watched it. Shout out to David Show who keeps making fun of me for not because it's like twenty minutes, right? Uh, no, it's not like a huge watch. No, it's not a huge watch yeah. at all. And I, I think when I when I think of especially like stand up on HBO now, post Netflix, like trying to flood the game, it's got a different vibe. Uh, what's his name? Bo, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. He directed it. Mm-hmm. it again, it was shot on film. He, I forget the space that they were in. It was some type of like Jewish center. I might be wrong. I'd have to fact check that. But um, he was in the middle of the space. People all around him. It's on. It's shot on film. But there's like these really like beautiful tight shots yeah. on him. It, it it blows away just the look and feel of any other comedy special. I'm assuming Gerard said, "Fuck it, let's keep that going." Yeah. And I think they had to 
from what I was reading, uh, Rel was saying they had to convince HBO to have Gerard shoot it on film just because it's so expensive. Oh, wow. And he wanted to make sure they shot it at a certain point of day. Because the see, sun is peeking through. The, sun, yeah. the sun's coming in, and I think by the end of the, the special, it's set. I don't know. It's, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, to, and and this, the whole special's hilarious. Definitely. Rel- Anywho. <laughs> Rel literally spends like 40 minutes telling... Starting with one story, and it's basically the majority of the special, and then he just makes fun of Tito Jackson at the end. But yeah, yeah, photograph, Issa Rae, Lakeith Stanfield, and yeah. Lil Rel. Um, Shouts out Stella McGee. Of course, of course. So Rel is here to talk about that, but you know, as we bring up in the interview, they're all kind of like a little, coming up as a new crew. Yeah. Like a new generation of like, you know, black creatives moving in the same space. Fact. It's like a 2020 version of the Black Pack. Let's get it. Lil Rel, thank you for coming to the podcast. What up, Playboys? How you What's doing? What's going on? I'm good, man. Uh, Rel, are you a Dipset fan? Yeah. Because every time I talk about you, I want to just say Hell Rel. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard that before. I knew Hell Rel is, that's that's a weird connection, but I am a huge <laughs> Dipset fan. I, like, I was literally bumping Cam's uh, new album. Oh, where? And I tagged him, and he, after I need to hit him, too. He gave me his, he hit me, DM me, gave me his number, said, when I'm in New York, let's let's link up. Okay. I just thought about that. So, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. a huge Cameron fan. Okay. Word. Like, he didn't probably, because people, when I tell people I'm huge fans of him, they be like, nah. And I'm like, no, fam, like, I'm a legit fan. I'm a crazy Dipset fan. No, same. I mean, Dipset, when I was, like, in high school, was, like, the shit. Look how I'm dressed. Yeah, I was I gonna look say like, I look like I'm <laughs> kind of from Harlem. Yeah, this is that's from that dip set. For the listeners, Rel has a, a good Harlem fit on today. <laughs> was was Dipset big in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. Like like Cam was really plugged out west on the west side. He of used Chicago. to get in Ohio. Big facts. Yeah. Big facts. And he used to hang out with all the west side street cats. Like you'll go to a club and Cam is walking in with cats. You like, dang, <laughs> he really be hanging out in the projects. He's out here. <laughs> yeah, out here crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you. Want to get the, get into this photograph? We both seen it. Um, dope film. I, I feel it's one of those films where I love how black it is, but the, it doesn't have to say we're black people in a rom com. Like yes. you're, you're just living in that. What can you talk about? What was it for you that drew you to the project? Uh, big fan of Stella McGee. Mm-hmm. She's a great director and writer. Uh, the movie The Weekend is was one of yes. my favorite movies last year. Yeah. Uh, plus, I wanted to do something romance-wise, so I was telling my agents and manager, like, "Yo, we got to find." I'm a big fan of rom-coms. I was really? wondering, okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's like a thing. I guess I'm telling people now, but yeah, yeah that's a thing for me. <laughs> what, what are some of your favorite? Yeah, rom-coms? we need top five of uh, these. Boomerangs, number one. Classic. Fever Pitch. Okay. Okay. Uh, Wait, Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. Yo, I, <laughs> I love. That. I don't know who I brought that movie up to recently, and someone was like, "What?" Like, what are you talking me. about? Right. The movie's so charming. Like, come it on, man. It is so good. That's like pre-Tonight Show Fallon, right. too, that, you know? Where? I mean, you know, Pretty Woman is a rom-com. That's a classic. Yeah. That's a classic. Uh, what else? Uh, Definitely Maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, I got a cut. I could probably do a top <laughs> 10, but... Talk about it. We'll have to do something for the site with you. No, I'm for real. Like, I, I'm a huge fan. Like, Love Jones and mm-hmm, Love Basketball mm-hmm, and all of course, those classics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, the <laughs> Fever Pitch might be... It's right under Boomerangs. That's My hilarious. Great. I watch it all the time. It used to be on HBO like every day. Yeah. I mean, I tell Jimmy this all the time. Like, yo, like I love that movie, man. Like, I want to re, I want to not remake it, but I want to do another ver- a Cubs version of it. Oh, I have a word. story okay. in my head. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. I want to do Fever Pitch too, or something with like basketball, maybe. No, I want to do keep got, it keep it baseball. I want to keep because when the Cubs won the World Series, is such a that was such a big like that's what made that work. Mm-hmm. Huge. No, if yeah. you know the back story of the fever pitch was that they didn't know Boston was going to win the World Series. They had to add that in the movie. Oh, oh I didn't know Because it was happening. Yeah. Mm. That's <laughs> nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. So, I don't know. I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, and it can't be basketball. He was already in Uncle Drew. You're right. I mean, you're right. Diversify. You're right. Let me tell you something. The next, I do have a basketball movie ideal based on a true story um, of when I was a teenager coaching this team. Okay. Against the, against the dope dealers team. <laughs> And I had a team for all the good kids in the neighborhood. Like wow. it's a true story. We lost the championship, but then like like one of the dope dealers, like nephews, ended up playing on my team. Cause got t- it was it's a and it's a true story. That's wow. what's crazy about this. But I want I think I want to make it a film. Some above the rim shit there. Yeah, <laughs> for real. All I did was recruit all the good kids in the neighborhood. I you was should 15. do that. You should do not, not necessarily rebooting above the rim, but let's go. No, this version is so real and what it is. You know, it's uh it's Chicago too. It's a Chicago Word. story. You Word. know what I'm saying? So Word. I'm, I, you know, I'm thinking about it. 
talk about it. <laughs> um, you, I mean, knowing you're from Chicago, but you're also very Chicago centric. Like, you know, it was dope to see you pull up in a uh, South Side. Yeah, you know, and I, you're, you're you're in the shy as yeah. well. How? I mean, obviously, do you, are you in? Are you LA based now? Or are you still living in Chicago? No, I live in LA now, mm-hmm. but. I try to support all the Chicago projects, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if they ask me, I text them. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it'd be like, congratulations, and they'd be like, real, you'll come do it. Like, yeah, we can make it happen. Word, word. Uh, so, like, the South, that's such a funny show. It's a lot. I, I watched it, and it, I was so happy that Comedy Central, shouts out to them, they gave us all of the screeners. So when I start, I watched the first episode, I'm like, yo, this is this is funny, this is quirky, it's crazy. Yeah. And then the next day, the, the rest of the episodes came up, I binged them that day. That's crazy. It's so, it's like, it's so funny, man. Like, yeah. You know, it, it was funny watching them do that show, you know, because, you know, I had a sitcom. Mm-hmm. We did multicam, mm-hmm. and me and my homegirl was talking about this like, a couple of days ago, because I, I, I'm coming back to TV, but I can't tell y'all what it is yet. Damn, okay. okay. Um, Come back yeah. and let us know. When, no, it's, when it's time. Know, once, it's, once it's announced, but Word. just, uh, <laughs> which is going to be crazy. But, <laughs> you know, it just, just the single cam life, man. I, I don't know if multicam gives us enough space to be the funny we can be mm. and I like when you do single cam you kind of could breathe a little bit where it don't have to be joke 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 word, you know what I'm saying word. so like yeah I, I think single cam I did the multicam thing because it was always something I wanted to do but mm-hmm. I, I may not go back into that space right I was going to ask was multicam something that you uh, gravitated towards just because of like what we grew up on yep. those kind of sitcoms I mean that's the same reason I went to HBO for the special mm-hmm. Netflix offered more money right mm-hmm. but I think you know just coming up watching comedy if you had an hbo special that was a big deal yes right. huge and for me that was always the dream was to get an hbo special so i was mm-hmm. like all right i'm going to hbo so i try to do most of the stuff i try to do most of the projects i try to do are like it's kind of for like 12 year old me mm-hmm. so i'm just doing all the <laughs> stuff that he he would want to see me in and you know i, I mean once again that's why i did a movie like the photograph mm-hmm. Man, you know, watching like to I like that we a new group too. You know what I'm saying? This ain't the same. Yeah, yeah. The same old, same old. You know what I mean? It's like you know, Morris Chestnut can't be 35. Facts, <laughs> no big facts. It's definitely. <laughs> Even though I say that them dudes don't age. Shout they out really to those brothers because really real estate looks younger than me. Yeah. And Bill don't age. So the dudes don't age. Don't get me wrong. If he walked into the mall right now, all the women would be dude, clocking. <laughs> dude, it's, it's uncomfortable hanging out with like with Lorenz Tate and Bill Bellamy. <laughs> You got the aunties and the kids? <laughs> it's too much going too on. Much going on. <laughs> it's way too much going on. There. Blair Underwood, shout out to him. He don't age neither. <laughs> I, I went to see the soldiers play, and uh, he comes out, right? He got mm-hmm. his shirt off, button. And the aunties, they couldn't even help. You could tell they was trying not to cheer. <laughs> they was like, mm-hmm. All you heard was one. And everybody went crazy, and he just standing there just owning them. I'm like, dang, I wish I could just... <laughs> Walk on stage with my shirt half button. Command that energy. And act like it ain't happening. <laughs> just keep doing my lines. I, I mess the whole play. I'm like, yeah, y'all want to see some more? Forget the play. This is, this is my play now. Chest out. No. Well, you, you talked about, you know, <laughs> you, it being a new group. I like, you know, you've done a lot of stuff with Issa, you know, mm-hmm. being with Lakeith and things like that. How cool, like, outside of work, I know you talk a lot. Obviously, you're big with, with Gerard, but yeah. what's it like for this? Are you guys a real squad outside of work? Yeah, Lakeith is my man's, man. We, we party all the time. We hang out. Um, like, I like how we all celebrate each other when stuff is happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Issa's somebody I love to death. Issa, I, if I have questions about things, I would hit her up. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, even even Yvonne Orgy, we doing a movie uh, Vacation Friends, the movie I'm doing with John Cena. We start in March. What? Yeah. With so, John Cena? Yeah. Man, okay. It's a crazy... Is that another f- rom-com situation? Or? It has element of that in there, but mm. it's crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy movie. And it's I like... This is one of my favorite characters I'm going to play so far because I like playing irritated. Cause okay. <laughs> a lot of my friends think it's funny when I'm annoyed. <laughs> but that's what this movie is. And Yvonne plays my fiance in it. And wow. it's going to be really fun. But I, I've been trying to purposely make sure I keep, you know, you know, keep the band going. Like, people I like to work with or who I always wanted to work with. I've been, like, creating projects this year and doing things literally with people I wanted to work with. That's why, like, the, even when Free Guy comes out, Ryan Reynolds, yeah. I always wanted to work with him. Mm-hmm. He shot me a text yesterday, right, because I thought about that. We did this movie for, like, four months. Like, I never got his phone number, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he shot me a text yesterday, and it was just, just showing love, man. I, you know, it's it's crazy. This is a, this is a great year, and the photograph actually kicks off this 
this year. I hope people don't get tired of seeing me. Because I, I was I was looking at your, your, your IMDb and stuff, and it's like, okay, this is one. Uh, it seems like since Get Out, you've yeah. had about three projects a year. And now this one, it's like five, six projects Dude, a year. I shot seven movies last year. That's crazy. Damn. Like some lunatic. And it's not like some quick stuff. Like it's all like, I can't tell y'all one of the things I did. But Damn. <laughs> but yeah, it's been crazy, man. Well, you like, have to have I a believe. part two of this at some point. Well, no, you know, <laughs> no, you, you know, you're moving when you have secret projects that you can't even no, talk about yet. It's like, facts. yo, it's this, this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm legitimately living a dream, man. I'm mm-hmm. having so much fun doing what I love to do for real, and I like the fact that I ain't, I don't necessarily, you know, how people force themselves to be busy. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I let, okay. I let it flow. You know what I mean? I, cool. I don't say yes to everything, which it may seem like it, but. I tend to pick, I pick what I pick, you know what Word. I'm saying? And I want to work with, like, dope, you know, like, people I can learn from, mm. you know what I'm saying? That's what I was wondering, because I know, you know, there's certain people who get into the business early, you know, they, we, we were just, we were just talking to, you know, a certain A-lister, I don't think we can mention that, because we don't want to get out of sequence yet, but, um, <laughs> you know, he started very young, and, you know, for you, like, you were popping in the comedy world, it's, it's yeah. very, re- so I didn't know if it was a situation where it was like, Shit, they want me. Let me go out for everything. But it's good to hear that you're. Uh... No, I, I've always done everything at my pace, bro. Like I started mm-hmm. stand up at like like nineteen twenty, mm-hmm. and you know, I just been going with the flow. I ain't because mm-hmm. you know you have to have these conversations because people, you know, especially other comedians sometimes if you kind of pass them in a way they yeah. like, what did you do differently that I ain't done? <laughs> like you know, like I don't know, be ready every time they call me. Facts, facts. <laughs> Because I've seen it, you know, more than anything, I've seen cats just not be ready when they were called. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've always been ready. Every time you called me for a showcase, whatever it was, I've always been ready for it. You right. know what I'm saying? So, like, just be ready. Mm-hmm. It ain't like, ain't no secret sauce, you know? I mean, yeah, you got to be good. Yeah. It, it helps that you steal the show and, and things oh, like that. You got to yeah. be good. Like, even with Get Out, like, I remember after Get Out, I still, to me, I didn't come into my own for real, especially on the actor side. I felt like I didn't want to disrespect nobody. I didn't want to step on nobody's toes. Mm. It wasn't until all the stuff I did last year. That's why, I, like, with the photograph, all these movies, I feel very proud of the way I performed in them mm. because I stopped caring, stopped being in my head about it. Like, man, mm. I got to do me. Word, yeah. And you do that, you know, you almost make everybody better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, 100%. like, I, you know, like the movie me and Kevin did, Kevin Hart, Fatherhood, mm-hmm. that comes out next year in January. Okay, talk that I, talk. I think it's his, you know, I think it might be his best film. Wow. 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 But I, I was able to push him, you know what I'm saying? If he admit to it or not, but <laughs> it was cool to do that because right. I think he's dope. And like mm-hmm. to really push him, we, and once we got that, it, it, it was beautiful chemistry, you know what I'm saying? So Com- like, comedy battling. It's not even just comedy battling, it's because it's a. Cause he's dramatic in it, but it's just mm. pushing each Word. other. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. yo, we can do, we can make this funnier, we can make this dope, we can make this more sincere. Mm. And I actually look forward to probably doing more films with Kev. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's crucial too because a guy like him, he can do it in his sleep, so he probably can if someone doesn't push him. Yeah. I mean, you start. I think one of the things I realized. <laughs> I mean, this is real talk. Guys. I'm always way too honest, but let's get it. Um, when we was doing that, I was just like, yo, nobody ever really pushed you in these other movies? <laughs> That's interesting. No one said we could do like, another take? Really like, nobody be like, hey, man, let's try it different. Like, let's do this differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I like the fact that he was cool with it. You know, mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I learned, too. You know, Before I do these films now, I, I talk to these directors like, hey, man, if you ain't cool with me changing stuff, let me know now because I'm going to. Well, let, let's talk. I mean, it, in the in the photograph, there's one scene in particular um, when you guys are before you guys leave Issa and Lakeith's characters to go upstairs. Like, I was sitting there like, "Damn, is this whole thing improv?" Like, it felt like you just had them going off. And so, how true? How true is my theory on that? <laughs> It's it's true. I mean, like, okay, and, okay. Thing about, and sometimes I forget I do it. So yeah. I be like, yeah, they wrote that. They like, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> say whatever you want. <laughs> you just awesome, you didn't say though. any of the stuff I wrote that was funny. You just said what did you wanted to. That's crazy. But I, I but I do that. It's like you know, and it's no disrespect to nobody, but like especially when it comes to comedy and jokes, unless you can beast me on that stage, mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah, yeah I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want me to do your line, let's go to let's go to a comedy club tonight. Whoever <laughs> have a hottest set, I'll say whatever you want. That's hilarious. <laughs> but but, but I, only person I had ever had to do that with was really Jordan Peele. Oh, uh, mm. okay. Because what I thought, and because he he because he's a comic too, so he got mm. this. He said, mm. "Yo, do my line and then have a rail take." 
Okay. Fair. And I love that. Like, you, I say whatever you want, but let me get a take where I kind of just, you know, I felt something out. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what I love about Sean Levy, too. That was interesting when I did Free Guy with him and Ryan. That, mm-hmm. that was more, that was probably my favorite collective creative group I've done stuff with. Where mm-hmm. they, they had some great pitches and great jokes. Yeah. Uh, but Paul, my man that did Fatherhood, it's another mm-hmm. good, that's a guy I think I'm going to work with more, too. Like, <laughs> I would reject his stuff at first, and at some point it became a joke of him just pitching stuff to me, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> 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 but we end up having this great chemistry, though. We're like, you know, because it is a trust thing that happens. Mm-hmm. You let me, you let me do my thing, I pr- I'll trust you more. Mm-hmm. Word. But if you kind of like, you need to do this, I'm like, man, all right, fam. Yeah, you, you, you're you being paid to be there, but you still have to have you some gotta, kind of creative relationship. If you relationship. book me, you got to let me do me. Facts. Facts. Well, that makes 100, 100% sense. 100%. So I'm, I'm glad to know that I I, I had that good, on the mind. Good instinct. What can I say? You know, now, we do this. Now, speaking of that scene, though, it reminds me uh, that place you guys have in the movie is ridiculous. For real. It's beautiful, ain't it? How fun is it to be the guy in the rom-com who has his life together? And you're just commenting on <laughs> everybody is, else's I'm mess. I'm going to tell you something. It feels great because if you think about it, and this is for some of our favorite movies, like Love, Joe's Love and Basketball, mm. the married couple would just be messed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You look at Love and Basketball, his, his daddy had, you know what I mean? Like, it was, oh, that's, they had to go to that craziness. Love, Joe's, the married couple was going through it. Like, yeah. it was no good example for none of the other single people to be like, yo, how do we do this right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And I like the fact that I'm doing a character that helps Issa and Lakeith's character be like, hey, this is an example when it's done right. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? When it's honest and when you just love each other. And I, me and Tiana, chemistry was, it was, it was something I really, I always wanted to work with her too. I saw mm-hmm. it like, okay. um, I saw in Chirac. Mm-hmm. And that's weird. I'm like that, man. You know, every, sometimes I'll watch stuff and be like, dang, who's that fine? I made that. I'm going to work with her someday. Maybe she be my girlfriend or something. <laughs> she was my wife in this, so it's cool. No, everything worked out. Everything worked out. Yeah. But do we want to see you, do you ever want to take on a role where you are the lead who's got like eight girlfriends and it's uh, it's all dude. messed up? Well, I, I want to do a lead. I do want to do a role. I do have an idea. And that's so crazy because like, a couple of the studios have kind of just been meeting with me, like, what do you want to do? And so I'm like, I don't know. I probably had to write it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm about to do what Eddie and kind of Martin did. You know, mm-hmm. Martin did a thin line. You know, the comics usually, you know, because nobody want us to be, like, sexy and cool, so we got to write it for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never just offered. 100%. Not to the comedians. <laughs> so it's like, all right, let me do, I want to do a cool, just, uh, it's an ideal I have about with Chicago, involving Chicago. And I might do it as a short first, actually. Okay. And then, uh, and then maybe do a full feature, but it's it's uh it's getting out because I I I'm like that grown. I don't know. I don't know. Recently, I've been getting way more attention from mm-hmm. women. Okay. I don't okay. know if it's the beard. I don't know what the heck happened. The, the, the beard day, probably. Like, oh, like, you look, you look at the, who this mature man. <laughs> uh, so like I I like to represent that right. It mm-hmm. is different types of guys. Like I right, what what does a successful cool dad single dad is like? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would love to display that. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think you you don't really see that as much in the black community. You don't look at it because nobody nobody displays it as it being sexy. Exactly. Which it is a lot of women who like that. That grown oh you take care of your you take care of things I like yeah. that you're grown up I right? want to have a kid with him yeah, yeah. that's the next one I, that, that's what I said the next right <laughs> I I'm done with the swole drug <laughs> you mentioned Eddie and Martin earlier I wonder you know Eddie's a guy who's he's getting back in the swing of things mm-hmm. um, and I, he's supposed to be doing comedy do is is that someone that you've been able to meet do you guys get to chill at all so that is the only person that I look up to that I haven't had a one-on-one conversation oh, wow. with. Oh, okay. And I think it's coming, you know. Um, you know, I've been speaking a lot about him in different things, you mm-hmm. know, so hopefully he's looking at it. I'm, like, cool with Keenan, Robert Townsend, like, wow. they're my dudes. I text him. Yeah, so, like, Eddie's the only, which I know is coming. Like, I know it's like, yo, let's just, let's just rap. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think he's brilliant. He's really, I, I, that's who I, like, you know the way I do comedy, the storytelling, the character work, everything is based off watching Eddie Murphy. That mm-hmm. makes sense. And then, like you know, as time went on, then like it's between him and Bernie Mac mm. is like you know Bernie so funny, but also like his acting was crazy good. Like, yeah, Bernie, yeah. whatever movie he was in, he just killed it. So mm-hmm. like I've always tried to mix it in between Eddie and Bernie, and then like a little Robin Williams. Cause that I makes think, sense. I think Robin Williams was a brilliant dramatic actor, as silly as that dude was. Mm-hmm. Man, that he can, he can, he can. The comics are great. That's why you know the Oscars. You know, I was talking about this earlier on today's show. But like, mm-hmm. 
No, I didn't watch it. You know, outside of just the diversity part of it, you know, it's still like this weird thing against comedians. Like yeah. Adam Sandler should have been nominated for Oscar. We, we've been saying that. He we've been saying it. that. It don't even make sense. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'm like, dang, and you're a white dude? They still didn't give you something? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the that story. Sucks. That should be the story. That's why I'm like, maybe they don't like comedians being good at other stuff because they mm. don't do it. I don't right. know why. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's comedy, you know. I'm surprised. Uh, Shouts to Jordan for getting the Oscar, but it's like yeah. horror. When horror is done well, it doesn't get as much representation. That's why we didn't probably win for Best Picture. We should have. Facts. Facts. I will always say that. Once again, no disrespect, The Shape of Water. Oh, what is that? <laughs> it's not better than Get Out. No, 100%. 100%. It's about a fish <laughs> making love to a deaf girl. <laughs> Actual, actual facts. I wonder if that was a black movie, how would it have been received? Oh, my God. God it would have been the new Soul Plane, I imagine. They'd have been like, oh, look at this movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. Anybody can believe no fish. He's linking up with a deaf girl. We don't know where the fish, I don't know how they doing it, because the fish was already, he was naked the whole time. I don't know. Look, it was a lot of weird. It's just a lot of questions I have about this. 100%. This movie. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Uh, it, no, extremely weird. I, I look weird when some people And the dude like, yeah. was so angry at the fish. The white man. He never explained why he was so angry. He hated that fish. Like, Girl, like he was like so mad about it. Like, real, didn't make like any sense. fish racism. Facts. He didn't know why he hated. He hated the fish. <laughs> Get back in the tank, fish. Who's that? Michael Michael Shannon, right? Shout out to it Michael, was Michael Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, Jesus. He always commits. He was well, so mad at that fish. Hearing you remix shape of water and you talking about <laughs> Bernie Mac it, I have to bring up the the live from Crenshaw uh, special that oh, just came man. out because yeah. uh, I was I was watching back this weekend you know because we were going to come we were going to see you and I'm realizing like the when you start from the funeral dude to like the end of because I think you go you have the bus trip then you see your family that's like a good like half hour yeah. feels like a, that that that's and it's not just you telling jokes it's you because you say Bernie Mac reminds me of Bernie Mac, the Kings of Comedy, like that that famous sketch that mm-hmm. basically became a sitcom. It was just him acting, you know, all these things out a in lot a, of characters. a hilarious, real way. Um, how, he was wondering, I'm, how real was that? There's that no story? way the funeral really played out like that. So. <laughs> either I'm gonna sound like it's, it's, it's a two parter to this, right? <laughs> when I did the bit. Right. Mm-hmm. It was all I did was take different bits I've done through my career mm-hmm. and made it into one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of stuff is based off truth, but not particularly that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On the twisted part about this is, (laughs) my uncle ended up passing away at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear that. Right, right, the funeral was the same day of the, when the special aired. Oh, wow. So, you know, if people slow and don't know anything, I my fa- I didn't want them to think like, oh, wait, you did this? Because I did. I had to pay for everything. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Everything hear you. happened. It was kind of eerie in a way because it happened exactly how, you how I described. Wow. It, yeah. was, it was crazy. I remember my brother, I said, man, they going to think I did. <laughs> he probably thought I taped this live right now. Talk about this, but that's not what happened. Came out the limo. It everything from like it was a limo thing because my cut like first thing I paid for that. I, I set rules because I'm like, you know, like yo, we got we got to cremate him, man. Like I, I'm paying for this. He's like my cousin thought he was get a limo to like the check. It was a lot. A lot. My yeah. cousin wrote the. It might be a part two to this bit, and I try not to because he did write the first obituary, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I love my little brother. He sent it to me. And I never laughed so hard <laughs> in my life what he wrote down. Wow. And I wanted him to keep it in the program. My brother, they edited it up for him. I'm like, no, nah, put it in there exactly how he wrote it. <laughs> what he wrote about his daddy. Put you it in there. At least got to take a picture for it. It was the funniest. Nah, I think I may read it one day. <laughs> I just don't know how he's going to feel about it. Damn. But it's way too funny. But I'm like, hey, man, I feel like I can do whatever I want because I pay for everything. But that's <laughs> <laughs> Pay for it. If I want to read the obituary, I will. Hell yeah. But it was the funniest. I've, my dad, I ain't seen him laugh that hard 
in the year, and that was his brother. So to mm-hmm. read that obituary, we were like, he he can't believe this is good. That's crazy. It's one of the craziest things I've ever read in my life. That's nuts. I look at it every once in a while for a laugh. I read it to people. <laughs> I read it to Tiffany. Tiffany had it. She was in tears. Really? Because it's it's in, it's the funniest thing. Because <laughs> you like did a personal? No, he wrote this. <laughs> it's, it, it is it is insane. He was was this pen and paper? He he sat down at the desk. He sat down and wrote this down and sent it to us. It's like yeah, I think it's pretty good. Damn. And we was like, what? <laughs> did your best. You tried it. Oh, I was so mad. My brother like edited it up. I was so mad. I said, I want people to be at this funeral reading this obituary and he wanted to read it out loud too out of it i i didn't go to the funeral which is you know mm-hmm. me and my kids went to disney world i'm like i paid for this man i ain't gotta go back <laughs> <laughs> i know it sounds terrible no but, but that's I, it's, I definitely it's, feel it. it's wild that, that i think that's the new rule if you pay for it you, you ain't gotta have come. to show up but they have to say your name yeah everybody <laughs> gotta know you know somebody gotta go around like you know you know real pay for this <laughs> One of my aunties was talking crazy. She's like, where he at? And my brother was like, he in L.A. with his kids. Yeah. They're going to Disney. <laughs> wow. You <laughs> mentioned- <laughs> Wait, is that in the, uh, what was the other relative? The Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> Love that. The Dauphine. Jeez. Anywho. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's so many, all this stuff was literally crafted from different stories and different people in my life. And I made it into one thing. Mm. And I didn't even really plan to do that. I kind of just like. I have this weird thing where I could just make anything tie together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it turned out to be great. Yeah, yeah man. It's uh, one story. It's like I told literally one story for a whole special. Yeah, it was uh, going because it's, it's everything <laughs> with, with the kid at the daycare. Yeah, that was that was the funniest shit to me. <laughs> with, with, with the He went out. He had the candy, candy cigarette <laughs> outside the car. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Just stressed out. Candy cigarette. That's and that's once again that comes from an old bit, but it, it comes from when my kids, you know, the first daycare they went to is when I ain't have as much money as I have now. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, some ghetto ass kids. <laughs> and you'd be, I remember, I'll show up, I'd be like the only dad. All the kids be looking at me like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm with them. I'm, I'm, I'm picking all you niggas up. Like, <laughs> who you with, sir? No, 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 no. I'm not picking you up. You, I think yo, somebody come to get you. <laughs> <laughs> the little independent the hood kids be independent. Yeah, you got. They, they gotta be. You gotta like, be. Damn, little brother, you good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm about to run to the stove. What? <laughs> you three? I know, man, but you know, you know how it is. Gotta get some some milk for the rest of the kids. Yeah. What other kids? How old are y'all? <laughs> crazy. Actually, uh, I gotta crazy. give you props on that, though, man. I hope the I hope you know the reception was great today. Man, I'm proud of it. I like, you know, I made all these lists and, yeah. you know, that yeah. was cool. And But it became a weird thing between some of the veteran comics that, like, oh. you know, that I respect. But then it was like, Dave had the best special, not you. Oh, jeez. It's like, man, all right, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I, you know, I, I just think people be uncomfortable just about, like, newness. Yeah. All right. You know what I'm saying? And I like this year, to me, I, I believe this year, even more personally for myself, like it represents, like, no, nah, I'm showing y'all, like, I, y'all, the special was the first thing. Now mm-hmm. these movies, it's like, nah, you go, I'm wanted, I want to be considered one of the best to do this. And that's mm-hmm. a tough place to get. I've never, I didn't want to be, I didn't ever speak like that at first, but then one day I was like, you know, so that's why I wanted to do the special. Mm-hmm. I got annoyed watching other people's specials and they're like, oh, these people are great. I'm like, this ain't good. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. <laughs> Can I show y'all what stand up is? Word. Here we go. And I did it, and it's like, like the films, everything is all tied into that. Mm. I'm like, nah, I literally want to be considered one of the best and not just somebody we all like, oh, we, it's real's cool. Mm. Like, nah, no, I'm not. Not yeah. just cool, fam. I, I bring it. I don't think people can deny it. I was um, I looking on your Instagram. Uh, you had posted an image of you and Jordan Peele yeah. on New Year's Eve. And you, you, you mentioned it because that was kind of like the kickoff point for both of you. But you also made a note that Tiffany had taken the photo. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I talked to Tiffany for Keanu, she mentioned you got you getting her the uh the Carmichael show audition. Um obviously within that that four or five year time frame, you both have yeah. you, you're doing big things, she's doing big things. Like do you, you two ever just like kick back on a patio or somewhere just be like, what the fuck? Like how did this happen? We have some of the most beautiful emotional conversations sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, we're like, uh, I think maybe last week might have been one of them. Wow. 
where we just kind of run down things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I remember when Girls Trip came out and I went to a screening and I had to FaceTime her right away. I was so happy for her because yeah. you saw it like, oh, this is... Me and Hannibal went down to New Orleans to see a film. Mm-hmm. And I remember the scene where she walks in with Queen Latifah, Jada, and we was just on the side like, yo, Tiff, <laughs> Tiff about to be a star. Bro. Yeah, that, w- that was the moment. Yeah, <laughs> that was like, the moment. Yo. So to see it all happen, but it's that constant support. You know, she hits me up all the time. Always telling me how proud she is of me, and you gonna get it. You know, I think she she speaks up a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think her new thing for me was you gonna make twenty million this year. I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> I think that that might happen. It might. I think it's it's there. It's getting there. <laughs> but she just be saying stuff like that. And a lot of times it happens like that. I mean, that's literally. I remember when she's you know when I was still married, and my ex wife was doing her hair in our living room in Chicago. And she was like, "What we gonna play? We gonna play husband and wife and something?" This is before the Carmichael show. Word. She just spoke all this stuff up. We're gonna be in all these movies, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> <laughs> but she wasn't lying, you yeah. know. And I'm just, I'm like insanely proud of her. Like that's mm-hmm. like, I, I, I just never. I guess I, I always look at her, and I don't necessarily look at myself. But like, that was my first LA friend. Oh, wow. Mm. She would pick me up that loud Geo Metro. I couldn't wait to hear that car pull up at the airport. Because, <laughs> you know, back then, people don't pick up people no more. Everybody take Ubers yeah, and stuff like this. Yeah. But, like, so somebody pick you up, they really care about you. Word, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially <laughs> at LAX. Dude, I oh, was so man. happy to see her. <laughs> <laughs> but I never seen nobody work harder than that girl. Mm. She would do stand-up at night. We would do a bunch of shows. But during the day, she'd be auditioning all day long. Yeah, yeah. All day long. Yeah. And I just... I. I've never seen somebody who deserved it more than any. She's a superstar. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me so happy to know, like, oh, she really worked her butt off from where she came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, sto- her story is wild <laughs> to see where she is now, yeah. Mm-hmm. To watch it, it felt like I had a first, like, a you know, even everything she was going through with her, you know, with her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, Tiff is just one of the strongest people I've ever met in my life. And I try to make sure I always tell her that, you know, because now she's in, a, she's in the superstar space of things, right? Yeah. So now... Everything has been judged. Every move, every, like you know, and I, I always try to make sure that that she's, you know, she feels level headed with everything. Hundred percent. Yeah. So 100%. I'm so proud of her, man. And it also goes back to the crew you were talking about, right? Because yeah. um, taking in with you, Lakeith, Issa, yeah, uh, Gerard, yeah. And then it's funny to look at something like the Moonlight video where you guys are all together. That's crazy, right? Ain't it? Yeah, yeah. That's a, like like that's, you know, what's crazy. I remember we did that. I wish we would have filmed. We did another version of that friend. So we that's the real friends episode. We acted it out. We reenacted the exact episode. Right. Okay. But it was one rehearsal where we all just talked like how we wanted to talk. Oh, and, man. And, the, and it was the funniest. It, it was funnier than that episode of Friends. I bet. Damn. It was 20 times funny. So imagine a black, like it was so funny. Like we just went off, the, we just went. Is that in the vault somewhere? No, it was just a rehearsal. Oh, damn. damn. And we asked him like, why we, we should shoot it like that, yo. Let's just shoot one. A rail take. Let's do a rail take. It Facts. was so, everybody was so funny just saying whatever they were saying. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Damn. But you know, we that would be interesting even if we revisited that as a special. Well, you know what's funny? I brought that up because uh, David Schwimmer kind of got in the hot water yeah. a couple weeks ago when he said the thing <laughs> about having a Friends Black reboot. Yeah. And on top of people bringing up Living Single, yeah. people also mentioned the Moonlight video as, yeah. as, a, as a you know proof of concept, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but we, we, sh- we should have did it I, and it, he caught a lot from it because, you know, I mean, they did, you know, you could tell it's blatant that, uh, you know. Right. Well, they still, I yeah. mean, but it's always been like that. I mean, girlfriends mm-hmm. was girlfriends. And, Facts. You know, sex in the city was sex in the city. Talk about it's it. Like, That's brilliant, but like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they didn't did a white, different world, and I'd have lost it. Like, okay, what is this? What is this white college show? With a white Dwayne one? <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah. Me- mentioning the crew, you know, it's you know, we've mentioned Gerard a couple times. I know he directed the special. Yeah. He brought you on Carmichael's show as yeah. well as, uh, you know, executive producing on, on Rail, the sitcom. Yeah. Um, I know he's working. Um, one, do you guys have any projects that you have going on? And two, um, can you tell him to come on the pod at some point? He would. He, probably <laughs> like, he just moved to New York. Did he? Yeah, I just found out last week. I was FaceTime. He's like, yeah, I moved to New York. I said, what? When? Why? <laughs> we, we, he we, just he just left. 
He just left L.A. Like, yeah, I live in New York now. Wow. Like, he's living in the Four Seasons, probably. Is, is he just on? He's just on that tip where he's just like he's just doing what he want to do, man. No he just shot a yeah. movie he directed and wrote and starred in. Uh, I think Tiffany did it too. Okay. He's just he's Sharad is doing whatever you want to do, man. That's amazing. Yeah. He's just giving out advice and hanging out with Kanye and Jay all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's he's in the inner circle. He's a he's a, but. You know, he's a guy that all these dudes love, man. Like, the the highest of who you think in this industry, that's yeah. who they call and ask stuff to. Mm. And, like, have them come listen to songs and stuff like that. Like, dude, like, this is... I mean, I think Jay and Kanye talking now because of him. Oh, what? really? That's what I believe. Amazing. That kind of makes sense. I mean, he had his whole family on those specials, those HBO specials. So dude, he, like, talks... I, I thought it was weird because they was into but he would talk to both of them. Yeah. Like, man, do you ever, like... Ask them like to talk to each other. They talking to you. <laughs> he, he just Gerard the mediator. The facts. He just took it upon himself. That's funny. Actually, uh, the first time I met him in person was at the uh, B sides thing that Jay Z did. Oh, where? Last summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that dude. He's like a, but he's such a brilliant, brilliant guy, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You look at my man Rami. You want a Golden Globe? Mm -hmm. You know, that's you know Gerard produced the Rami show. He's oh, out shit. here. That's right. Yeah, so like, you know, it's, and that's all I, you know, I love Golden Lords click. You know, I group Texas. Golden Lords? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Me, Jermaine Fowler, the Lucas Brothers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, who else in that? Che, Michael Che. Word. Uh, Josh Rabinowitz. It's a bunch of us, man. We okay. be in there talking hella <laughs> Hell of shit. Does, does Michael Che <laughs> go to you guys before he starts going off on whatever reporter or person that wrote about him? You know what's interesting? It's like when that stuff is happening, we're we're talking about it's that which is also weird too when you have these famous friends, but mm -hmm. we're talking. Like, man, what the hell just happened? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. random stuff. And it, but to hear the truth side of things, like, you know, cause some of these like they be trolling Che, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. You Che be mad his business. Well, that's the thing. It's, it seems like there, there's probably some some of them write or they're instructed to write about it, but it's also you can tell that, or at least it feels like some of them are writing about it because they know at some point he's going to screen grab or he's going to start atting them on on Instagram or whatever. So yeah, weird. It's more of a sarcastic thing when he does it, though. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what you know. I, I love them dudes, man. Yeah. It's so crazy just to have those group of creators because, like, you know, we yeah, we talk hella shit, but sometimes when we doing creative shit, you got a group you can hit up. Hey, man, what y'all think it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna do this with some honesty. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> Damn. Well, Rel, I feel like we could talk to you all day. No, I don't mind talking. Like, long as it's chill. Like, you know, people people be having weird conversations, man. I'll be like, I don't know even know how to not tell them it's not weird. Like, it's weird, fam. I forgot where I was at a bar and a dude did that. Like, which sometimes that's the only thing I hate about LA. Sometimes is that people feel so comfortable invading your space. Like, right. I was chilling. You know, he spoke and he was excited. Wait a minute, little real. I'm like, all right, yeah, it's good seeing you, brother. <laughs> and then he came over, literally, like I'm I'm minding my business. He just slid next to me like, so look, man, like, like, like we've been talking. <laughs> so how you gonna come over here as if we've been talking? That's crazy. I've been sitting here minding my business, just chilling. Because sometimes I like to like listen to music and just chill, like sit mm -hmm. in the corner. And he went into this rant like, yo, I'm in the business. And what, what advice do you have? I said, bro, let me be honest with you. This ain't the place for that. Yeah. It's like right after Kobe there, like Kobe just Oh, died. wow, like, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Leave me alone. We all here because we all sad. I don't want to have to talk about the industry. Kobe's gone. How did that, so I'm assuming that that hit you hard, right? Man, yeah. it it um, you know why? Because I'm 40, right? Mm -hmm. And when when Kobe was doing his thing at the same time, I feel like I was coming into my own as a person. So you kind of grow up with somebody in a way like, oh, we both had the same ambitious, just these dreamers. Were, and um, you know. You just seeing who, how he developed after everything. Mm. I like how he owned up to his mistakes and changed and became. Because a lot of people do stuff and they try to come back and then they don't learn a lesson. They just try to come back. Word. Right? Kobe championed and, and changed everything. He looked, man, he started doing all stuff with. Even though he had all those girls, it wasn't just about his daughters, too. He was, he was just championing women. Yeah. You know, and I just think that dude was such a it was one of the most shocking things. It was a hard thing to see yeah. that we've I, in my generation of losing. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I've ever seen nothing like that. Yeah. No, that traumatic. We were trying. I, I feel like the the print when Prince passed that was big, but I think Kobe was so important for 
this age group. You know, the, mm-hmm. there's like there's like two generations. It feels like that he was the biggest superstar, not just biggest basketball player, but like yeah. just like superstar in general. Because um, there's there's little kids. Why there's little kids who they don't know who Jordan. They know Jordan sneakers. They don't know Jordan. Mm-hmm. They know Kobe. They know yeah. LeBron. So you know, and for him, he was what forty one. Like, that's that's another. I mean, forty one. And you just hit it on the head, like even with, with Michael and with Prince, they, they, we still got saw them older, like, yes. mm-hmm. like it's kind of getting old. Become they almost in the sixty, like, like that's tough, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like you just he just retired, Facts. even though he did a bunch of stuff. It's just and then like to lose his daughter, it was just one. Yeah. I, and I I pray for that family every day because, you know, we can kind of move on with our lives and like you think about it, like oh I'm hurt, they had to adjust their whole lives. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's it's and it's one of those things where it's like not just the husband, but it's also one of your one of your children. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a big that's a huge hole. That's it's going to be hard to. Hard, be they hard. can't you can't really fill it. It's just like you have to you know figure out how to move on. Well, that's why we got to be careful with you know just got to be careful and mindful what we say and you know things like that. I just think we have to really be. Man, people are they're hurting. It's a family hurting, man. Mm-hmm. Children, just chill. Yeah, he yeah. just died. Like even with the interviews, I don't even think we need to be interviewing as many people we you're doing right now. Just mm-hmm. stop. Right. Let 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 them. That's tough. Yeah, I don't even, you, I don't even have, think he's in the ground yet. You yeah. have a you have a bunch of time to do whatever you want. Just let let them because like, they're gonna see everything. It's social media, like yeah, yeah. you know, it's seventeen. She just turned seventeen. You know, his oldest daughter. It's crazy. And, you know, like, it's just a lot. And I've been praying for them. I, just, you know, as a dad too, you just see it. It's just so many angles of it. Like I don't know if I've cried like that about somebody that wasn't the relative. Relative. Like right. I was like really broken up about it. One hundred percent. Again, I feel but like But it made me call it. all my friends. I think it brought a lot of us together. Hold your daughters tighter. Oh, man. I flew yeah. her out for a birthday. And it wasn't even just she asked to come to L.A. to hang out for a birthday, which I'm glad she did. Mm. But I just did, I didn't want to let her go, though. Like, no, I don't want to, like, like, no. Like, it's because it's, life is short. I mean, that's really what it come down to. And that's why, like, you know, I try to go as hard as I can. You, we don't know when this expiration date is coming. 100%. 100%. You know what I mean? So you got to go hard. Whoever listening, don't. Go hard. And go hard don't mean kick it. You know what I'm saying? It's different ways to go hard. Like, mm-hmm. if you ever want to give back, you ever want to do right, just do it. Yeah. You ain't got to. I'm 40, bro. <laughs> I know I'm in my second half of my life, so I'm like, let me get this together. That's why, like, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully I boot up in another year or so because <laughs> I can keep being in these streets like this. <laughs> well, <laughs> with, with, with the year you're having, it feels like, your photo, like you said earlier, photograph is the beginning of what should be a, a, a beautiful year, 2020 for Lil Rel. Um, Can't wait for y'all to see this. Did you see the movie yet? Saw yes. the movie. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good, man. Yeah, I've seen it like four times already. Really? I keep going. I may sit at the screen tonight if I if get the on time. I, like, so- I keep watching. I'm like, I think I'm a record breaker. I watch... I watched Get Out probably like twenty times Damn. when it first came out in theaters. Yeah, I went to all the screenings. So they had me do a Q and A. Like, you want to you want to watch? Hey, I'm gonna watch because I like watching the audience watch stuff. Right, right, right. You know, right. so you know, I mean, tonight maybe the same thing. A lot of people don't like doing that, which is weird. Everybody usually like I've heard that introduce before. a movie. They leave like, what? We gonna go have some drinks? I'm like, what? <laughs> You want to watch the film again? Nope. <laughs> I was in it. I'm good. <laughs> All right, Ralph. Thank you for coming through. Ralph, really thank you, man. It. Thanks for having me, Playboy. So much appreciated. No, thanks. <laughs> Another phenomenal guest. Yeah, man. I feel like we probably could have sat with Ralph for another hour. Oh, definitely. It, he's yeah. a great talker. Yeah, it's always fun to get you know the guests in here for for what they have going on right now, but also talk about stuff that you know we were interested in and, and mm-hmm. the people and the listeners are interested in and of course look to what they have coming forward and i think it's cool that we had no idea that um photograph just kind of signifies what rel is planning to be a pretty big year for him yeah it sounds exciting it sounds like he's he's doubling down on the work he's been putting out through the last couple of years and you know if if all works according to plan 2020 should be a very interesting year for him and I'm just going to say it, I think com- the comedian transition into Holly- greater Hollywood is one of my favorite uh, career trajectories to watch. Yeah, so like when you watch them go up from, you know, stand-up mm-hmm. to sitcom to dramatic roles to movie star. Yeah, so it's always it, fun. It's a, a young Chris Rock in the making. Chris Rock, Martin Lawrence, Jimmy Fox, Will Smith. Eddie yeah. Murphy. No Seinfeld, though. He He kind of... You know what? Jerry, did, Jerry didn't need movies. Okay? He didn't he didn't need to take that leap because he cashed out. The show lives on. Huge. Just watched it this morning. 
the lane dancing episode. At, <laughs> at some point, there, there's one I have that collection. Do you remember when Andrew? Shouts out Andrew on our editing team. He edited all those videos of you randomly doing. For those that don't know, Fraser used to be like a anchor slash person on Complex News. Complex. There are some edits, and one of them is an Elaine edit. Yeah, I had an Elaine moment. They yeah. called me. They it's, called me slipping. It's in the vault somewhere. If you guys are good, if you guys are nice, we'll uh, we'll keep that going. Um, want to shout out all the people who are randomly commenting about the show on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Really appreciate the uh, love and support. Um, tell your friends. Tell them to go to Apple Music. Go to Apple Podcasts. Wherever they get podcasts, subscribe, like, comment, rate, all that good shit. All that. Follow us, as always, on Complex Pop on Twitter and Instagram. Get in the conversation. Yeah, let us know what you want to hear. And 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 be a diligent commenter. If you see somebody talking some wild shit, you got to call them out. If, if, you, if you call them out crazy enough, they might actually delete the horse shit that they're, tweeting, <laughs> they're posting. Uh, as always, for Frazier, I'm Cal advising you to tune in and watch less. Peace. And for Watch Less, our producer is Taliba Newman. Our sound engineer is Craig Clayton. Mixing done by Jasmine Plata. Our editor-in-chief is Damian Scott. Our director of operations is Jen Stewart. Watch Less is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.